Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Welcome back to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset podcast with me, Johnny Pardo. Today, I welcome a fellow neuroencoding specialist to the show with me, Gina, where we're going to be talking about nutrition, self-confidence, and just feeling more energetic and awesome within ourselves. So welcome to the show, Gina. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, Johnny. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, well, I'm really pleased you could join us today because I know the conversations we've had about nutrition, you've really, really helped me, always wanting to improve myself. And I know there's a lot of people wanting to improve themselves out there. And what we eat is is as key as the information we're taking in and the, the mental work we're doing. So really, really pleased you can share some value with us on the show today. Just a quick introduction into Gina, and then we'll go into the conversation today. So Gina is a nutrition strategist with a neuroencoding edge to her coaching style. Gina helps busy mums figure out their superfoods, what they are, so they can achieve weight loss, have more energy, and feel the benefits of mental clarity. Some great, great work uh, to be involved in, Gina. So can you tell us a little bit about what got you into this area? Yeah, you know what? I actually... Um fell into this by accident and what kind of wasn't really by choice. I do have uh, my bachelor's in psychology. Uh, I have five children. And um, it was actually after I had my fifth child that I just was really noticing that my health was declining. I'm a very, I always was a very energetic person. And, uh, you know, my level of tiredness just, it was like plateaued. It was hard to get up in the morning. I was losing more hair. Uh, than I than I did normally with the other kids that I had had previously, um, and just I just knew something wasn't right. It was just really hard to get through the day. Um, and I went to my doctor. All my levels were fine. You know, I did all the testing. I actually thought I had maybe a thyroid issue because that can really happen with women after they go through pregnancies. You know, our hormones really really decline, and then a lot of times you do have thyroid issues. And I just thought, okay, something is is going on. And when I when I heard that, that all my levels were okay and that I just needed to rest, um, that wasn't good enough for me. Um, so I really just decided to dig deep into what was going on with all of my symptoms. And I also had really bad eczema. Um, I had eczema, I would say for over, I did have it for over 20 years. I suffered with it, but with each pregnancy, the eczema just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And it got to a point after my last uh, child that I had, that the eczema would itch so bad on my hands. And I do not recommend this for anybody. And I was doing creams and steroids, uh, but they weren't working. And so I would literally have to run hot water. And again, I don't recommend anybody doing this. I would have to run hot water and I would have to stick my hands in the hot water and literally burn my hands. So that way my brain would stop saying, you're itching, you're itching, you're itching. And it would switch to like, oh, you kind of like burned yourself, which would actually calm the itching. And I would have temporary, temporary relief for a while. Um, and uh, so, so that was just another part of it. It was just, that was getting worse. The creams weren't working. The steroids weren't working. Um, I was told that maybe I should have radiation on my hands. And that was like, not going to be an option. I did not want that. 
Uh, so I just said, you know what, I'm going to dig deep into this. I'm going to find out what's wrong and what's going on. And that's when I fell, in, fell into people like Dr. Mark Hyman, Dr. Grundy, Dr. Berg. And I started diving into all this, this stuff about food and nutrition and how food equals communication for our body. And when I started doing those little bit of things, um, I noticed huge improvement. My eczema went away. It's gone. I haven't had it for over three years. All my hair grew back. Um, and it grew back thicker than it was before. I have great energy. I, my brain fog is gone. Um, and yeah, so everything is just going real well. And I knew if I was feeling this way, that there were other women too, that must be suffering like I was and not getting the answers that they needed to from their doctors. So I came to a point in my life after having my fifth daughter, where I did want to go back into work. And I was like, you know what? I really love this. And then people were asking me what you were doing and I was helping family and friends. And I also helped my mother that uh, was diagnosed with cancer and had, had helped her get through her cancer successfully. Mm. And she's doing amazing by the way. And she's doing beautiful and all of her markers are always coming back uh, really, really well. And um, I just knew there was something to this. And so I went back and I got more certifications into functional nutrition. I also went through with Dr. Daniel Amen. I did both of his courses, um, learning about the brain, and, um, and and here I am right now. So doing this and, and loving what I do and helping women feel better. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing some of the the challenges you went you went through and. Obviously, it was it was a challenge you overcame, and then therefore you've been able to help others with that. So, uh, obviously, a, a fantastic thing to do. So, my, my kind of like first question: There's many questions I could ask you because I'm always fascinated by health and how it impacts us in multiple ways. Um, and it, it's it's kind of from all my teachers that I've learned. Um, you know, people like Tony Robbins, people like uh, Peter Sage, who I follow. They're always talking about health being the foundation to everything. If you've got no health, you know, every other area is always going to be a challenge, um, or, or your life's going to be challenged. But could you tell us a little bit about how working on your health and then feeling more energetic helped with your confidence a little bit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what, when you are not feeling well, it feels very lonely, and mm -hmm. very isolating, you feel like nobody understands you. Um, and it can be very, very isolating. But then when you get your health, and you get your energy back, you want to open up to people, you want to share more, you're laughing, your mood feels better. Um, and you just feel like yourself again. And, and feeling like yourself again, right? Then that's where the confidence comes in. Yeah, love that. You know? got, got more mm -hmm. energy to share with share with people as well. Um, I remember Tony Robbins say, here's three things you need to know to succeed. Number one, energy. Number two, energy. I yeah. guess what number three is energy. Yeah. It's it good. really does. It can make or break your day. You know, yeah. I mean, I still have kids. And so sometimes I even notice if I don't get a good night's sleep and I'm waking up the next morning, you know, um, you know, sometimes I have to give myself a little extra pep talk so I can get through the day because, you know, even something as little bit, like you said, just the energy of sleep, you know, can, can set you either off for having a real good day or having a not so good day. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Love love sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just getting to bed sometimes is a challenge, but yeah, no problem when I'm sleeping. Um, so yeah, the obviously health being a foundation to our life. And I, I really kind of wanted to ask you that question because sometimes we think like our mental work, our confidence, and then we're like, if you, you might be listening to this, I'm, I'm doing sort of hand signals on the camera right now. And then you've got the other side is... Your, so you got your health, and then you got your mental work, and people think of them sometimes separately. And I'm just very keen to get this message that it's it's all linked. Like if you've mm-hmm. got that energy, you've got that that clarity in your mind, you're feeling good, you, you're having foods that make you feel alive, you're going to feel a lot better about yourself. And so thank you for kind of sharing that. Then rather than just thinking foods about weight, and uh, obviously it does impact your weight and your of course and your and you know and that side of things but it's also very linked to your your mental side as well so thank you for that um one thing that you know with health there's there's a lot of resources as with anything in this day and age there's there's a lot of information Mm. on uh, google lots of information on youtube uh, podcasts of course uh, much much information so if someone's perhaps in that position maybe similar to yours maybe you know different you know slightly different or maybe in a really bad situation where they've really got a lack of energy and they're like, right, I know I need to change my health right now. I don't feel necessarily my traditional doctor's the best person to go to about this, although that's, of course, uh, recommended to keep going. But they want to make a start, but they're so overwhelmed. What kind of starting points would would you guide them with? Yeah, I think the first starting point, and a lot of times when I talk to my clients, I like to ask them is what's first, what's your priority? You know, that your health isn't isn't really well. So, but what is that in there? Because it can be a lot of things for a lot of people. Maybe some people, um, you know, maybe it's the stress more than the weight loss. So, you know, there's certain things that maybe you might want to address first mm-hmm. before, like I said, like, like it is weight loss, you know, for other people too. Um, maybe they've, they did come back from the doctor and they have diabetes. And now they're like, well, what do I do now with, with that? Um, so I say this first starting point is first finding out where you want to start, because this is, you know, you could get a coach, somebody to help you, but this is ultimately, this is your lifestyle and you're going to have to change this lifestyle. So if you can pick something, I always like to have my clients pick something that they know that they feel even, even some confidence in starting. Um, so then that way too, it, it's going to be more of a motivator for them to then keep moving to the next set of steps through their, you know, their health journey by starting with what it is that they would like to start with first. Yeah. Uh, good, the good quality question of actually being clear and defining or else, you know, you don't, you don't know where you're going if you haven't defined that, that destination. I like what you said about, is it weight loss? Is it more energy? Is it, is it kind of just that more sensible confidence? Maybe it's a couple of those things, but yeah, just clearly defining it for you. So um, yeah, great, great point in that. So one uh, one kind of thing about in, in our world, obviously we, we connected in our neuroencoding uh, community, uh, which is an amazing community, amazing family, as I, as I call it. And <laughs> you might think of it as your sort of second family as well. I certainly do, uh, or one of my families is is a great place what what kind of have you seen the role of people's environment and community around them and 
the impact that sometimes plays on on their health? Oh, yeah. Wow, that's a great question. Uh, a couple of things. One is we've seen just what, what has happened over with COVID. Look what not having community has done to people and making them being isolated. And a lot of people's health has declined because of that isolation, not having community. Then there's another part of community too. You know, if you're usually the people that you hang with is the same kind of behaviors that you're going to have. Mm. So if you're a kind of person that's like, you know what, I need to get, I need to start feeling better. I need to lose weight. I need to stop drinking. Well, if you're hanging out with a community of people and friends that constantly like to go out maybe every single night or go out and drink or stay out late, you might have to change, you know, your community of friends um, in order to get yourself healthy as well. Um, you know, or even in your family, you know, maybe you really want this for yourself, but maybe your spouse doesn't want it. So it's kind of like, you know, you have to look into that community too, as well. And, you know, and make some decisions too. Mm. And there's sometimes those, those tough decisions and commute and, uh, conversations you need to have. Right. Um, but yeah, need to kind of look at the the long term. What's it going to cut? Might be a little bit painful now, but what is what's it going to be ultimately down the line a little bit as well? Like if I you know keep going this way, so yeah, love what you said about making sure you got the right people, and I can relate to that. When times when you know I'm not I'm when I'm not drinking, it's living in the city centre. Um, you got lots of parties around, so you know I'll, mm -hmm. I'll make sure I'm staying in that evening or just not gone out to the shops or whatever walk around or perhaps gone and visited somewhere out of town sometimes it just you can get drawn in by that environment it's very difficult with willpower doesn't last oh, yeah. long, on a long-term basis so yeah i'd love to tell you about a health product i use literally every day i started taking ag1 because i wanted more lasting energy to charge me for my super busy days, physically for working out and mentally for the challenges of the day. Oh, a man has it over delivered. With AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help you get your day right. I grab mine in the morning. It suits me to save significantly on time and get the high quality sources I need to feel my best. It tastes amazingly refreshing too. No disgusting aftertaste. Your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in winter months when we don't get as much sunlight. Oh, and don't just take my word for it. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. You can take advantage and prioritize your health to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash pardo. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash pardo to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You said I that. mean, especially too, because if you're out, you're having fun, you're socializing, and then you're like, I'll have one. Yeah. And then you have the one and then you're feeling even better because, you know, we know what dopamine gets released and you feel rewarded. Mm. And so then you're like, I'll have another one. And before you know it, you know, it could be three o'clock in the morning. You're like, oh, I just ruined my day. <laughs> yeah, I've done it. <laughs> I've done that many times. Mm -hmm. 
in the last uh in my 20s decade anyway certainly oh, yeah. <laughs> certainly experienced that quite a lot so yeah no that's that's a, that's a good point we can you can get drawn in so for someone who's who's perhaps got this got a challenge of like they keep eating the the same foods they know they shouldn't maybe they're having for example going to the coffee shop and having that like muffin every morning or that cookie every morning and they know they need to cut back but it's a very difficult habit to break what are your suggestions for sort of cutting down habits a little bit with food I love this one. I love this one because I can get real creative with this, especially with my <laughs> clients when they come to me and they do and they have it. I just say, let's swap out for something better. Mm. I'm not going to, if you really want to go have your coffee when you have a work, sure, that's great. But what are you putting in your coffee? And if they tell me, well, I put sugar, I put this, I put that. I talk to them about exactly what, what they're putting in the coffee. And then we do like a swap out. Um, and one thing for some people is, you know, instead of doing the heavy sugar and heavy cream, you could do a bulletproof coffee, which is really good for you. Um, people normally before didn't think that butter was good for you, but we can have butter. Butter is good for you. So you could put that in your coffee. You could have like a bulletproof coffee, which tastes absolutely delicious. And if you need a little bit of sweetener, we have things like stevia, monk fruit, you know, erythritol that you can put in there for a little bit of sweetness. You're just looking at your coffee. And now there is too, you know, there's so many. People have come up with so many great, easy, quick recipes for muffins and cookies that are actually healthy for you that you could either make the night before, you know, or you could prep even what's called like overnight oats. You can put that in your refrigerator. So that way you can grab something like that. You could grab your coffee to go and you can still have, you know, have what you used to have, but have it in a healthier way. That's going to set you up for the rest of the day not only feeling good, you're not going to be crashing, you're going to have better mental clarity, it's going to make you feel fuller long, you're not going to be snacking in between before you're supposed to have your lunch. Um, so that's where, where I would start is just taking what you the habits that you have now, let's just switch them into something that's going to be a little bit better that's going to serve you. Yeah, yeah, there's, you know, there's lots of alternatives. And I guess, uh, from from your experience and working with people and working yourself, sometimes it's difficult to just cut something out completely, right? Mm -hmm. So you sometimes have to, and I think, what's that book? Uh, Charles Darhag, uh, The Habit Cycle, something like that. The Power of Habit, I think it is. Uh, but yeah, they talk about the, the habit loop and that a little bit about swapping something out because your brain's still got that, that loop going on in its mind as well, so like your suggestions of swapping and you know a black or a a bulletproof coffee could be a lot healthier for you and oh, you recommended me some coffee and I'm which I'm enjoying actually at the moment so that's yeah. really good <laughs> oh good I'm glad you're liking it yeah yeah it's good I'll have black coffee anyway so you know we're not talking about super sugary coffee mm -hmm. before but mm -hmm. yeah although I used to so again improvement uh so it's yeah key to do that and I'm glad you also talked about prepping is that something you encourage people to do a lot of as well because sometimes we can be quite reactive and this is just in life outside of food as well we can just be reactive to our days mm -hmm. but is prepping food in particular something you encourage people to do absolutely I love that you said the word reactive because um, the reason why I really want my clients to get involved with their food is I want them to be looking at the food that they're putting in their body. I want them touching it. I want them to ha be having a relationship with their food. 
Um, you know, we, we live in a society where everything is quick. It's at our fingertips. We just grab and go. And there's really no thought process in that. It's, you know, a lot of times when we're like, even in a store and we grab something, it's more based out of impulse instead of what do we need? What do we actually need? Um, I find prepping food, cooking, I find it to be very therapeutic. I love it. I love being in the kitchen. I love putting on music and cooking. I love bringing my kids into the kitchen with me and doing the same thing as well, where we're all chopping and prepping. And that's our time where there's no devices. We're actually having conversation with one another and we're enjoying our time together. Um, so, you know, I really feel that in order to make health a lifestyle, you have to know, you have to have a relationship with your food. Mm. You know, you have to, you have to get in there. You have to be doing it yourself. You have to be hands-on. You have to be seeing what the food is um, and having that experience with food. Yeah. Yeah. I love, love, uh, love the stuff you're doing with your kids to kind of just uh, get it prepared and finding some time. And we, I guess we, we're, we're quite in the UK and US, we're both very busy societies. Mm -hmm. So we're like always on, on the move, go, 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 go. But you're saying find that prioritize some time for self-care and actually preparing Things. And I'll tell you, yeah, and I'll tell you too, the people when they say they don't have time, I usually ask them, I say, okay, so then tell me what your dinner routine is. Mm. And sometimes people will say, okay, well, I come home, I, and I'm like, be honest with me, what do you do? What's your routine? You know, people will come home, they'll maybe plop down on the couch, they'll pick up their phone, and what do they do? They're sitting on social media. And what, how much time has gone by? 20, 30 minutes? That could have been time that you were in the kitchen actually cooking and putting on a good meal, good meal for yourself and for your family. And what happens after, you know, they scroll social media, a lot of times they're picking up the phone, they're ordering the food. So now what you're doing, you're waiting for it to get there to you. So a lot of times I can find like an hour to an hour and a half for a lot of my clients that say they don't have time. They actually do have time. They just didn't realize how they were spending their time when they came home. Mm. It's crazy how, yeah. uh, how much time can go as well when you're on things mm -hmm. like social media. And obviously there's, there's some great sides of those kind of things and it can really help connect people and we need it for business, right? But yeah, mm -hmm. sometimes how much time we're, we're spent actually on, on things and we claim we don't have time. So I loved, loved you brought that up as well. And, um, I, and I want them to start cooking too because they do need to realize that when we do come home and we do look for those things, especially electronics, it's a de-stressing mechanism, right? It's like something that we want to do to kind of feel distressed after a long, stressful day, right? Something about sometimes sitting on social media feels relaxing. And I want my clients to understand is like, when, when you are actually cooking the food, that's also a form of de-stressing and, um, you know, just kind of uh, making yourself feel better too as well, that you don't need necessarily have to have a stimulant like social media. You can actually you know, use like, it's like cooking and putting on music. And that's a nice way too of just kind of relieving stress when you come home, setting the mood and the tone for the rest of the night and, you know, making you feel, you know, a lot better than, than ordering out some food. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. And it's expensive, right? <laughs> Keep ordering. Oh, yeah. Food. Yeah. It doesn't, it, it soon adds up. One area that, I, I, I've noticed doing in the past, particularly when I've gone through challenging times, and I, I know it's a very common thing, is emotional eating when we're mm. 
when we're going through perhaps a tough time or even want to get away from like boredom and things like that, uh, we, we start to eat a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. or maybe we're anxious and <laughs> we end up eating more sugar, we get more mm-hmm. anxious. Um, or or kind of we get, like people might be going through a hard breakup. I remember I was eating bad stuff mm-hmm. when I was going through, you know, dating breakups and stuff like that. Um, and it, it's kind of we sometimes use food as an emotion. Um, so when you, I mean, ha- if you've worked with people on this issue or kind of you're aware of this issue when we're just emotionally eating, what what's kind of a useful starting point for this? Is it just to become a bit more self-aware and identify that emotion? Yeah, you have to be self-aware because being self-aware also allows you then to take ownership of mm. what's going on as well. Um, you know, a lot of times in that moment, you know, like I'll just say, you know, you just have to kind of tell yourself in that moment when you're going to go want to grab for it, have a conversation with yourself. Even if it's having that conversation out loud will Mm -hmm. kind of break that pattern into getting you into saying, okay, why am I really doing this? Yeah. You know, and and who cares if you have your kids in your house to just go ahead and talk out loud. Be like, if you're going in the pantry being like, say it out loud, why am I grabbing for the cookies? Oh, I'm feeling stressed right now. Why am I feeling stressed right now? Okay, I have to put on a meal for myself and my kids and then we have to run out the door and mm-hmm. we have a baseball game, we have this. So if you start to talk to yourself and start identifying what is actually going on and what's triggering you, then you can have more of a sense and I, more of a control to then um, you know, uh, not cave in to those cravings and those habits and those triggers and make better decisions to say, okay, you know what? I'm being foolish right now. I don't really need the cookie. I'm going to put it back. And now I'm going to shift over into second gear, which is actually just getting the food ready, getting the dinner on the table and then moving forward. Mm, Yeah. Just asking yourself those conversations like it, like it. The gut, the gut is something there's, there's been over the last, I guess, I don't know, five, 10 years, something that's, being researched on and talked about more and more mm-hmm. and you're, you're kind of like your gut health and how vital it is to look after your gut. So could you tell us a little bit about maybe a couple of the ways you advise people or help people to kind of look after their gut more? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I also want people to realize that, you know, we, we should love our body, mm. love our body, love all parts of our body and our Our body does such amazing things and each system does something that's different that we need in order for it to do, to make, you know, make us be well and whole. And so when it comes to the gut, um, you know, I tell my clients food equals communication. So what you're going to be putting in your mouth, that's going to be going to go in your gut is going to then tell your gut how to distribute that communication to different parts of your body. So if you're going to sit down and eat a huge piece of cake, how do you think it's going to communicate to the rest of your body? And I usually have them describe it to me on what they think it will do, um, you know, because it is, it's not going to make your mood better. Um, it's going to, you know, it, it's not going to make you feel, you know, well, it, it will for a minute, make your mood feel better. You'll be happy while you're eating the cake, but then afterwards you won't be happy. Right. Because you're like, I just ate a bunch of cake. Now I feel sluggish and ugh. Um, but, you know, using food equals communication is, I think, a big key when I, I'm talking to my clients as far as, you know, with, with, with the gut. And, you know, and the gut does a lot of other things. You know, our gut 
has 70% of our immune system, you know, it makes our hormones and our neurotransmitters for our brain. It also helps us too with making melatonin so that we can sleep better. So, um, you know, in order to have overall real good health, we want to make sure that whatever we're eating is going to be communicating great things to the rest of our body so that, you know, um, you know, we are sleeping good and, you know, and feeling our best. Hmm. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on, on the gut as well. And, but I, I really uh, value what you said about how we're commuting, communicating with our body in general as well. So couple more questions uh, although i could go on speaking to you for ages gina uh, such such valuable insights into nutrition and really looking after ourselves in terms of health sometimes we see things and we're like oh you know that's really expensive or investing in my health is really expensive when actually you know sometimes what it's costing you in productivity is probably more or uh, costing you and energy is probably a little bit more. So I know you've obviously moved, had this whole health journey and you, you told us where you started a little bit, where it started for you. What can you tell us about the importance of investing in your health? Oh, yeah. Investing in yourself is so important. It's not only important for you, but it's mm. important to the people that you are going to, you know, around you as well. Oh, love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it trickles down. If you take care of yourself, it's going to trickle down into your children um, and, you know, uh, your family, friends, you know, how you are at work um, with the community there at work too as well. So it's really important. It's not really just about you. It's, it's about everybody else that you're going to be impacting too as well. Mm. Yeah, and I really appreciate you said that. It's almost like you were reading my mind because <laughs> I, say, I say that pretty much every episode about not necessarily food, although obviously food's part of your self-esteem. If you're not looking after, if you're eating bad food, you're telling yourself a bad message. You're not building a good relationship. But I, I always say the importance of working your self-esteem and confidence is, you, you know, it's impacting other people's lives. If you're putting yourself down, it's, it's hurting other people as well because mm -hmm. you can't show up as the best energetic you for others around you. I remember when I had a lack of it, I just like people worried about me. I was not being a negative person, but you could sense the energy and stuff like that. But so, yeah, just uh, what you said about food as well and making sure you've got health. So whether it's your children, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your friends, whether it's your parents, whether it's like your co-workers or your business partners, you know, it, it's going to show up as well. So um appreciate you touching on that point as well. So Gina, where can people find you? They want to find out a little bit more about your work. Yeah, I am on Facebook. You can help. Uh, you can find me through um, Health and Mindset Revolution. I'm also another great way is through Instagram at Gina will show you. Yeah, brilliant. And I, I see regular, uh, very, very <laughs> useful and practical information from you. So I appreciate Thanks. that and, and the guidance you've uh, certainly given me and I know you're giving many, many other people. So we'll be sure to Link those up in the uh, the description of this episode as well. So once again, Gina, a big thank you for coming on to today's episode. Yeah, Appreciate thank you for it. Having me. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed doing this. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So always, always love talking about health and how it links to self-confidence because it's one of the most fundamental bases uh, you can have to life, your health. So looking after that. So value your insight today.
So that concludes our episode for today. And remember, work on your self-confidence every single day. <laughs>